Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with the scripture. And the scripture for today comes from Psalm 130, verses 3 through 7 the New International Reader's Version. Lord, suppose you kept a close watch on sins. Lord, who then wouldn't be found guilty? But you forgive so we can serve you with respect. With all my heart, I wait for the Lord to help me. I put my hope in his word. I wait for the Lord to help me. I want his help more than night watchmen want the morning to come. I'll say it again. I want his help more than night watchmen want the morning to come. Israel, put your hope in the Lord because the Lord's love never fails. He sets his people completely free. And now, episode two, Exalted by God. Hi, so my name is Priscilla. I'm from California. Basically, my story starts out in 2011. I was in high school, graduating. I was ready to start my life. I had got a community scholarship and everything was good. Everything was normal. But then towards the end of the high school year, I started getting like weird feelings of like numbness throughout my whole body. I started waking up feeling like I was drunk, but I wouldn't even drink. And it was so weird. So my mom told me to go to the doctors and I did. This took a long time to process. I got MRIs, I got CAT scans. I had a bunch of blood work, just a lot, a lot of tests. And then fast forward to the end of the year of 2011, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And a lot of people don't know what that is, but it's basically an autoimmune disease and it attacks your own nerves in your brain. And it makes it so that you can, like literally anything can happen to you. You can become crippled, you can become blind, you can lose any sense that you have, your hearing, your ability to walk, like everything. And it's just like, it's a crazy diagnosis because it's, a chronic one and there's no cure. And so that's what makes it so scary. So now back to the year of 2010, I had been taking trips to Washington and uh, Oregon. And there was one day I remember I was with my friends and we were hiking on the coast of Oregon. And it was weird because I was overweight and I was with a group of very athletic people and they were just doing all types of stuff. They were climbing rocks and basically leaving me behind. (laughs) And I started like, you know, it was storming that day. It was at the beach. It was storming. It was cloudy. It was really beautiful. It was like a Jurassic Park type of thing. It was really nice. I'm just walking and my I'm, I'm out of breath and I'm just so sad because I can't keep up with these people. And I just started thinking to myself, like, why do I not appreciate the fact that I can walk or that I can see or that I can, like, do things that other people aren't even born with, you know? And I started feeling very bad about myself. 
It was such a weird feeling. Like I just looked up into the clouds, like it was storming. And I looked up, I remember it was to the right. And it was almost like a supernatural sense that I had never experienced before. It was like all the senses put into one. I felt it. I heard it. I saw it. It was so weird. And I, I just felt that God said, you'll always be able to do this. And at that moment, like, I started crying. I didn't even know what it was about. You know, I just thought because I was overweight and I was telling God, like, why do I not appreciate? So when I was diagnosed a year later with multiple sclerosis, the scariest thing for me was to not be able to walk. I was walking in 2010, so I was thinking that's what God was telling me, that I would be fine and I'll be able to walk forever. Now, fast forward three years with my multiple sclerosis, really hard. Um, it's a lot of pain, a lot of burning your legs. It's hard to sleep. It's a really horrible condition, but it's bearable if you have God and you pray. Well, one day I woke up and I was blind. And it was so scary. Like I literally pitch black, could not see anything. And I did not know what to do. I went into depression and I would stay in my room. I quit my job because I couldn't see. But I stayed faithful and I kept praying about it. I didn't give up. And, you know, my mom kept telling me, I know you don't like going with doctors, but you need to go. God gives them the power to heal. You know, he works through them. And I was like, okay, so I went to doctors. They did a lot of work with transfusions and injections, IV injections. So I would have to go every day for two weeks. And eventually my vision just came back. It was an optic neuritis type of attack inflammation and it went away. And when I went to my eye doctor, they told me, oh my God, your vision is even better now. Your vision's 2120. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was so happy. And so now I can see. And the thing that I always keep with me is that one time, you know, when I was so sad and lost and I looked up and I felt God and he said I could always do this and that's what I keep with me to not give up on my struggle because this is like a life struggle there's still no cure and there's always something like I just recently had a baby and it's weird because with babies during the time that you're pregnant MS doesn't really attack you as it would uh, normally it's like a safety haven it's so weird so I got no attacks. I felt good. But after six months, usually the MS comes full blown and it will attack you. And so I, I have been now I'm seven months postpartum and I've been having a lot of attacks. And so it's scary, but I just keep my faith. You know, sometimes I fall and I say like, well, why do you put me through this? Why did I get picked out of everyone in my family when I'm the one who wanted to do something with my life or try to do something with my life? Other people aren't. And why did you pick me, God? But then I realized that if I didn't have MS, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I wouldn't have the strength or the drive to help others and just be thankful. Like, I wouldn't be as thankful as I am now to be able to walk. Like, for the little things that we're all born with, like to touch, to taste, to smell. And those are the gifts that God gives a lot of his people and that they don't appreciate every day. There was a lot of times that I didn't appreciate it. So when I got my diagnosis, I was like, I know what you're doing, God. You're opening my eyes because... I was a very bitter, bitter person all throughout my life because of the things I've been through. But 
like I said, like God's never let me down. So yeah, it's, it's been a constant struggle. So 2011, 2012, 2013, lost my vision. It came back. Okay, so fast forward to 2016. I was just going through so much stuff. I was working at a store as a manager at the 99 cent store. And there you see a lot of homeless people, a lot of people that need help, that are trying to figure out how to live on a budget. And you get to work with these people and you start feeling really sad. You start giving them a lot of your energy and they kind of take, take, take. And you just, they're like vampires, but you know, it's like, it's like they need this help and they need this like light. And so when you love God, you want to be that light for them. It was a very toxic environment. And I think it took away from me so much that, you know, I wanted to give up again. And this is it, 2017. I want to give up because of all the things I went through in my past. I was like, okay, like all of this just back, like it just all bulked up and just made me feel like it was too much to handle. And I ended up in the ER on suicide watch. I was on a 72-hour hold. And I remember in the hospital, I was just like, I was going crazy. Like I was... I broke my phone. I yelled at everyone I loved. I asked people to come save me. And then I would cuss them out and I would tell them to leave. And I was just totally lost. And, you know, I was crying. And then I finally told the nurses to put me to sleep. They put me to sleep. And when I woke up, I woke up to this video. And the video was like, something on like abortion and like something having to do with babies. It was so weird. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So I woke up thinking that I had a baby and I lost it and they took it from me. And I was so mad. So I started screaming again and I told them to put me to sleep again. Like, what was that video all about? Like maybe I have like a void or something. And then when I woke up the third time, I just didn't even know what was going on. I was so confused. And and then it just came to me. I started thinking, like, I think, because my whole life I wanted to be a mom. I always, I've, I'm the oldest child. So I'm like, the mom, I have like that mom thing in me. There was this guy that I met. I had graduated from nursing school in 2017 as well. And there was a guy that I met at, a, at my graduation party, actually. It was so weird. And he just, like, was everything that I ever wanted. Like, I remember he even texted me goodnight. He sent me a long text message. And we just, like, we're, we're just, like, one. So during this whole time before this, obviously, I was acting out and being really weird. And I remember he would always pray over me, like, always pray over me. And I, I'm not the type to pray out loud. And he is. And every time he would, I'd always feel better. So that guy, like, I remember when I was in the hospital, I cussed him out. I told him to leave. I told him I didn't want them him there. And I could just tell, like, I started noticing, like, this is the devil, like, pushing God away, like, wanting me to give up, wanting me to, like, end everything. I asked him to come back, and he did. He came back, and he brought me food. And I was really mean to him, so I'm surprised he came back. And I only knew him for four months at this point. So now imagine meeting someone randomly that you never knew, becoming so close with them and acting like the craziest person you've ever acted like in your whole entire life. Because I have never acted out on my feelings, but I had so many 
in me that wanted to come out and they all did. And I took them all out on my mother and my, and my boyfriend. And so like, that's how I knew it was something deeper and darker attacking me. So he came back and he, we prayed, he brought me like a Bible and I read it. And, you know, my mom was always there too, even though I was picking her out. (laughs) She was never left my side. And that's when I realized that God never left my side because if he did, he wouldn't have brought those people back because I was so alone and so confused. And now it's just weird to know that like in all that short time, I just became so close to this person that I feel that God put in my life because God puts people in your life that you need. And we ended up having a baby and he's so like precious. He's healthy. I'm so glad for that. So the whole 2011, when I was overweight, I lost 80 pounds in 2013. And I started a paleo diet because I told myself, I'm not going to take medicine. I'm going to believe in God and have faith. And I'm going to fight this with health. And I'm going to become healthy. I'm going to eat paleo. I'm going to work out. And I did. And I lost 80 pounds. And I changed my life and I wasn't taking any medicine and I wasn't getting any worse. And then that's when I had became blind. So then that's when another attack came. Cause when you follow with God and you're in his light, you're always getting attacked. And like my boyfriend says, the devil attacks you even more. So yeah, I had lost the 80 pounds and I continued with my life and I continued my life thinking, Oh God, I'm never going to have a baby since 2011. I was like, I'm not going to have a baby. These are my babies. Fast forward to 2018, when I found out I did get pregnant. I was pregnant in December, and I was just so happy. And I knew, like, oh, my God, like, the feelings. I I knew what I was missing in life, like a purpose, you know. Um, My boyfriend was at the store, and he finds this book. And it says 7,000 baby names. And he tells his manager, oh, I'm going to open this book. And I'm going to put my finger down and whatever name is there, that's going to be the name of my baby. But at this moment, it was only like four months. So we didn't know the gender. We didn't know anything about this baby. And he put his name and it was the name in Hebrew. It's Jeremiah. So it's the version of Jeremiah, the Hebrew version. It was the only baby name on that book that said a meaning and the meaning was exalted by God. So when he came home and told me this whole story, I was like, oh, my gosh, like there is the baby name that I always wanted. And it's from the Bible, too. And I was like, oh, my God, God is so great. Like he gave me what I wanted. And I thought he had said no to me in 2013. You know, I thought he had said no all these times. But here he is. And like, I think that whole hospital thing was preparing me to leave all the demons and darkness from my past in that bed and move on. And like a year later, I had my baby the same month that I ended up in that hospital for suicide. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) There's so much good stuff in there. Thank you. So having gone through so much from the diagnosis to wondering why me to depression How do you stay positive living with a diagnosis there's no cure for? Yeah, it's a constant battle. Like I said, it's something where God's there. And a lot of people, 
what they think is God is not there. But the thing is, we don't live in heaven. We live on earth and earth belongs to, you know, it's the devil's playground. So when he sees that you're doing what you want to do and what you love and you're loving God and God's working with you and you guys are in peaceful harmony, he's going to attack you even more. So you just have to tell yourself like, this is the devil. I rebuke that thought. I rebuke that, that negativity in my life. Like, you know, and you just have to stay as close as you can with, with God, because a lot of people want to say like, why me? Why is this happening to me? And it's like, the reason why it's happening to you is so that you can grow from it. And you can show others or maybe later down the line, there'll be someone that needs your help or needs to need some guidance. And you will know and you'll have that experience and you'll let them know that you came out stronger. Yeah, that's good. So you said you really wanted to be a mother and it felt like God kept saying no. How did you get through all of those no's until you finally got to the yes? Well, the thing is, I try to live as best as I can, like in a Christian way. So my boyfriend from 2011, he was a very serious boyfriend. So that's why I was so upset because I was like, God's going to be mad at me because, you know, I, I broke a promise that I was supposed to keep and I didn't. And now he left me and now I left him and that's never going to happen. So that's why God's punishing me and I can't have a baby. But God knew that that guy wasn't the guy for me that wasn't going to support my chronic illness because of the things that he's been through because of his demons. And then after that, I had another serious boyfriend and I thought he was the perfect guy. I thought it was a perfect moment. Uh, he was so nice to me, but he was very toxic. Sometimes he would actually put his hands on me. And so I didn't see that because I loved him and but God did. And God knew that. And finally, the last guy that I was with, that none of the guys that I had ever been with had ever prayed over me out loud. And, you know, he did. And anytime I would get any attacks at night, like dreams, like uh, those dreams where you have like something, you feel like it's a demonic dream and it's touching you and you can't move, I feel sleep paralysis. Uh, he would always wake up and pray for me out loud and, and tell it to leave and say, it's not here. And I think God saw that. And he's like, this is the guy that I want to be the father of my baby that I sent to her. And this is the man of God that I want for her, the God-fearing man that a good Christian family would need to guide them. So I think sometimes when you lose a baby or when you can't have one, it's just a matter of, does God think it's the right time for you or the right person? Yeah, timing is everything. And it's it, it can be so hard to wait. Like, I mean, you know, you want what you want. You want it now and you, you, you try to be in control. But I mean, God does know what's best. I mean, a lot of times it's like a blessing in disguise when, you know, he shuts something down that you were like, oh, no, but this was this was it. This was the thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because sometimes we just get so consumed in like, oh, but I love him so much. It's like, okay, but he hits you. You don't see that. He talks badly to you. He doesn't go to church with you. Like, how can you have a family when there's no support or respect? Yeah, and God sees all of that. 
So sometimes when it's a no to you, it's actually to better your life. And you just have to keep praying. That's why I kept praying for a God-fearing man. As funny as that sounds, because girls are like, I want a God-fearing man. No, I literally prayed for that. And God brought it to me on my graduation day from nursing school. And that's how I knew it too, that because that day I was so, so sad. God always just answered my prayers. And it took a lot of time. Like this was 2011, we're already in 2020. And God finally answered every single prayer I ever asked for. Yeah, so as we wrap up, um, do you have any final thoughts or words of encouragement you'd like to leave with the listeners? Yeah, I would say, especially with autoimmune diseases, cancer, Crohn's disease, Parkinson, all those things that happen. Like if you have someone that has Alzheimer's when they're older, you know, all these things happen for a reason and all you have to do is stay strong and see the lesson that was meant to be learned because not everyone has them on it obviously so the reason why you have it is because it's so that you could be stronger or you just need to search within yourself. Like there's really nothing I could say because you have to look deep inside yourself and think why do I have this disease? What am I trying to learn from this? Or what is God trying to show me from this? Or what is he trying to help me overcome or see? And sometimes, like I said, with me, it was to appreciate my body because I was overweight and I was depressed because of the over being overweight. And I still am because it's a constant battle. Like it's a constant battle. So you just have to see what your battle is and think of it as a blessing and overcome it and show people like, look, I did it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for your time and thanks for coming on this podcast. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait to see um, what else God continues to do in your life. I mean, he's done so much already and it seems like you're about my age. I won't put your number out there, but you told me about some dates and I'm like, Oh, I think she's my age. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh 26. Yeah, same. Same. That's how old I am. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Like when I saw, I was like, oh, I get to share my story, you know, because that's something we all should do because someone will get something, a message. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I started this podcast because there's so much power, you know, in hearing someone else's story, whether they're going through the same thing as you or not, like right. even just hearing your story. Like I'm not going through MS, but still it's very encouraging to me. And I know it's going to be encouraging to the other people that listen. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your time and thank you for sharing as much as you shared. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here to like help each other. The Testimony Service Podcast will be back next Wednesday, same place, same time. If you like what you've heard, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and spread the word. Tell a friend. And if you're interested in becoming a guest on an upcoming episode, visit our website at testimonyservicepod.com.